International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. of chastisement is not the venting of anger. That's, that's abuse. The purpose of chastisement is to teach. And if you don't explain what you're teaching in the chastisement, you're not learning. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, we are currently studying the book of Jonah together. Jonah was a prophet of God who decided he didn't want to do what God asked him to do. And he got a pretty big spanking from God for disobeying God. Let's listen as Dr. Shaw brings us part two of a message called Seven Lessons from the Belly of the Whale. And we hear about a biblical word called chastisement, which is one of God's methods for teaching and instructing his disobedient children to obey him. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a home where my parents chastised us. Now, you, uh, chastisement is a nice biblical term for the colloquial term spanking. Okay, which seems, you know, kind of out of place today, but, you know, that happened. And, um, and I needed it. And I probably needed it even more than I got it. Um, and so, but you imagine with me, here's what I do know. Every time I got spanked as a child, I knew exactly why. I can't imagine my father saying, go in the room. Going to spank you. Why, Dad? I'm not going to tell you. I, I'm not, you're just going to have to figure it out. I'm not going to tell you. Whack, whack, whack. You know, child stands there. 
trying to figure it out. Now, I will tell you, that would be evidence of an abusive parent. And, and one of the reasons is this. The purpose of chastisement is not the venting of anger. That's, that's abuse. The purpose of chastisement is to teach. And if you don't explain what you're teaching in the chastisement, you're not learning. So, we just want to keep this in mind. Here's what I'm convinced of. If, if God is chastising you, and I tell this to people all the time, you know. Don't be in denial. Your friends might not know, or they might, but you do. God does not chastise his children without revealing his purpose. And if you're in rebellion, God will show you. You can be in denial and refuse to see it, but if you open your eyes, you will know. If you're not in rebellion, you might know what God is doing, and you might not. It's clearly true, as we read through the book of Job, that Job did not understand, at least while he was experiencing all of his trials, why God was doing what he was doing. If Job knew there had been a conversation in heaven between God and Satan about Job before anything ever started, we wouldn't even have the book of Job. There would have been no need for the book whatsoever. But God sometimes allows us to go through trials, and we go through those trials, and sometimes he explains, he shows us. Sometimes he shows us exactly why we go through those trials. Sometimes he gives us certain blessings in those trials that don't explain it all, but they show us that he's still in control. And sometimes he doesn't explain it at all, and we simply have to trust him. But if you're in rebellion, you will know. God does that. You might be a Jonah or Job, and you need to figure that out. Second principle is this. Rebellion can turn, and often turns, usually turns, to regret instantly. It's interesting. Then Jonah prayed into, to the Lord his God out of the, belly, the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my affliction to the Lord. In one moment, Jonah is saying, Cast me into the sea. And the next moment he's saying, Lord, help! I was reading an article about a young man that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, the Golden Gate Bridge is often a place where people jump to try to commit suicide. And it's a pretty famous story. He jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and he said, and he actually lived through it, hit the water, feet first, Crutch vertebrae in his back, but managed to survive. Most people don't uh, survive that kind of fall into the water. But he said the, the instant he was in the air, the first thought through, him, through his mind was, this was a very bad idea. I mean, you know, our boldness, the things that Satan whispers into your ear and the Satan, the Satan, Satan tries to get you to do, to, you know, to build up your bravado. This is going to be, this is, this is going to be the right thing. This is the good thing. This is the thing that I want. And this is, and so maybe it's in rebellion trying to take your own life or maybe it's in anger trying to do something to somebody else or maybe it's in lust trying to satisfy your own lusts. Somebody like Amnon in the Old Testament who was convinced that he had 
He had in, incurable affections for his stepsister, but the moment those affections were satisfied, what happened? It turned to regret. And don't, don't forget that. Don't forget, because the, it, when you're in the belly of the whale, that's the moment you're feeling all of this regret. All the things you thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebel against my parents, and I'm going to rebel against God, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going I'm to have my fun, and I'm going to gamble it away, and I'm going to... The regret will come, and it will be deeper than you can possibly imagine. I'm going to leave my family. I'm going to do this. The regret will come. It will come. Jonah, rebels speak with great bravado before the hardest trials come. But Jonah was essentially ready to commit suicide on the ship. But now he's in the water, and then in the fish, and he has changed his mind. Third lesson from the belly of the whale is this one. God hears from everywhere. <clears throat> I cried unto the Lord in my distress. Verse 2. I said, I cried by reason of my affliction to the Lord. Okay. It's, it's not unbelievable to think that if there's a, a man in rebellion and he gets thrown over the edge of the ship and then he falls down through the water and that seaweed's wrapping around his head and he's going down, you know, to the, what he, the way he describes it, the depths of the mountains. And you have the, the unknown darkness and the, and the deep as you're sinking and the, and the light's fading away as you look above. And then, and then the, the mouth of this creature closes upon you and you realize that you're still alive. I, I think it's probably logical that someone would cry out to the Lord in that moment, Right? What's really amazing is the next three words. And he heard me. Now, theologically speaking, Jonah says, well, and we can get, you know, so theological, you know, here. Uh, well, you know, God is omnipresent and he's omniscient. So he is everywhere at once and we understand that he's everywhere at once. And he's, and he's, uh, he's omniscient so he knows exactly what I you know, what I am saying, but the idea of heard here is more of the idea that he heard with an inclination, that he heard with an interest, that he answered. In fact, we read, we read several things. He said, I'm cast down. Um, he heard my voice. He said, I'm, verse 4, he says, I'm cast down. I went to the bottoms. Um, I, you know, I cried out for my corruption, and, and I remembered the Lord. He, he heard me. The idea here is an, an ear inclined towards you. God heard Jonah's cry from the belly of the whale. He was waiting to hear from Jonah. He was poised to listen to him. Does that encourage you today to know that God is listening for our cry? You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw as we continue a teaching series in the book of Jonah and more of a message titled, Seven Lessons from the Belly of the Whale. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and you can link to the church at daretostand.org. 
Now, here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today if you or someone you love needs help with recovery from addiction. Now, let's get back to Jonah, crying out to God from the belly of a whale. Did God hear him? Did God still want Jonah? Does he still want us when we have disobeyed him? Here's our teacher. See, this is, this is what Satan whispers in our ears. He whispers, okay. You're in rebellion and God is punishing you. He now no longer wants anything to do with you. Oh yeah, he knows and he hears. But our thought is that God's response to a repentant prayer is, you know, is something like, ha, 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 too late now. Should have thought about that later. Right? In fact, our world rejoices when people treat someone like that. You know, somebody's been in rebellion and they've been and you know and they've been treating other people wrong and they finally see the error, you know, the error of what they've done and they finally turn to repentance and somebody says, Well, you should have done that a year ago. Too late now I moved on from you. Like that's a I'm standing. That's a righteous thing. That's a good thing. Standing up for yourself. God doesn't move on from you. He doesn't. The fact that God sent the fish as continuing chastisement. Don't forget that the, the chastising hand of a father is an expression of a father's love. One of the evidences that you're a child of God is when he doesn't let you get away with stuff. Have you ever noticed that? I hear people come, Christians, you know, they come and say, Pastor Shaw, this person does this and boom, that happened. This person does it, everything seems fine with them. This person does it, and I do this and boom, nothing ever seems to go right with me. That's right, you're a child of God. He's not going to let you get away with that stuff. That's his love. That's his love. God hears from anywhere. David said it in Psalm 51, and I, I, just, I just love these words. He said, the sacrifices of, of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt never despise. David was in the whale's belly just prior, prior to writing these words. I cried. He answered. Um... Here's another one. God is perfectly willing to make life very uncomfortable for us. Let me put it this way. God is, willi God is perfectly will willing to cause you pain. You say, oh yeah, pain. The pain of heartache, the pain of disappointment, the pain of loss. Now, 
He's willing, he's actually willing to cause you physical pain. He said, I want you to notice verse 3. Here's what it says in verse 3. For thou hast cast me into the deep. Wait. No, 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 no. Okay. The sailors cast Jonah into the deep. But Jonah, when he's in the fish's belly, says, you, God, put me here. Now, what, what Jonah does here, which is one of those great indications of the awareness of, an, of a repentant heart, he comes to the realization that the place where he is, this broken place where he is, is God's work. It's not my boss's work. It's not my dad's work. It's not my mom's work. It's not my kid's work. Not my wife's work. Not my husband's work. Not the world around me work. It's not what the people, you know, what everybody is saying around me. It's not all of that. It's God who has done this to me. It's the same thing that we see in Psalm 51. See, and what happens is there are times, and people try to, there is a, um, there is a tendency, especially in American evangelicalism, to try to portray, even for Christians, this sort of kinder, gentler God. Well, you know, this is just what happened, but God would never really do this to you. God would never bring harm. Or, you know, he loves you and he wants the best for you and he wants you to live a pain-free life. And God would never do anything like, oh, what's, what's the word they used? God would never trigger you. Can, can I just tell you, Jonah's experience here is pretty triggering. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest the truth in the inward part and the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Here are the words, here are the words that, um, that David speaks that coincide with what Jonah speaks, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. So he casts us in the deep, the sea, the waves, the water belongs to him. We think that God is too nice to punish us and too mean to hear us in our distress, but it's just the opposite. It is the, he is perfectly willing to punish us, and he will hear us when we repent and turn to him. Have you ever had that experience where God caused you physical pain? I don't often talk about this, but it's one of the things that is fairly obvious to people when people uh, watch me preach. Um, I, I, I'm missing part of a finger there. Some of you see that? That happened a number of years ago when my son was, my oldest son was, I don't know, probably junior age. Because we were making, I was making an Awana pine car. Got too quick on a table saw. Um, was going to cut off a little edge of a piece of wood. Wood caught, flipped my hand right into the blade, boom. Lost the end of that finger, lost the end of this finger. You say, well, why didn't they reattach it? Because there was nothing to reattach. Turned the bone to sawdust. Can I just tell you something? You know what the first thought into my mind when I did that was? Oh, that hurt. <laughs> it, it, I mean, the initial pain was like, you know, if you'd really smashed your finger with a hammer or something. 
So that's the initial pain. Then I looked down and I said, oh, that's bad. Because what I had was the bottom, you know, the flesh on the bottom part of my finger. I hope this doesn't gross some of you out. The flesh on the bottom part of my finger, but all the top part, including the bone, was gone. So it's kind of hanging there like a little loose hot dog. Went to the hand surgeon. They took the front part of my finger and wrapped it around the top and sewed it on. So I still have the fingerprint. It's just on top. Yes, that feels like that. Third thought through my mind was this. Forgive me, Lord, for being a poor steward of the body you've given me. Honestly, that's going through my mind. And there were some things that I was fighting with God about just like this right here. And immediately it came to my mind. So when we talk about trying to figure out whether you're Jonah or Job, I was not Job with this. I was Jonah. What an instructive comparison for us to ponder from the scriptures. Job, who was suffering and didn't know why. And Jonah, who knew exactly why he was suffering. We'll hear a little more about Dr. Shaw's Jonah moment today, so stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported ministry, and we do encourage you to consider supporting this radio program with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. We would love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's Bible teaching and minister to you in any way we can. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. You are always welcome to visit Northwest for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. You can also listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this same radio station. And I'm Celeste Montague. We'll continue our study in the book of Jonah next time. So join us. And now here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about a certain Jonah moment of his own that cost him part of his fingers and taught him a valuable lesson. 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more right here on Dare to Stand. I knew exactly what God was teaching me. You said, well, what was that, Pastor? None of your business. And I have, by the way, a daily reminder of that lesson. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Except sometimes when I'm trying to turn a nut in a car. That's the time I really miss it. He's, God is perfectly willing to cause us pain. It's, it's, we think, well, God's too nice to do that. No, he's not. He's too loving not to.